0: This is Coach Lee, and you're listening to The Door Report.
1: On today's episode of The Door Report, powered by Alaco Finewood Floors, we begin our series of top fives as we begin the dog days of summer. This week's top five series category is top five former Commodores. So that could be former players mostly, but uh, stay tuned for a little sneak peek for a non-former player that one of us Chose in our list of top five former Commodores slash Vanderbilt alums. So stay tuned uh, for that list. We've also got an update on the NBA draft. Do we still stand tall on our predictions for where Scotty Pippen Jr. might land or if he even gets drafted in the NBA draft? Stay tuned for that. But also, Will Byram gives his latest football recruiting update. You could see two, three, maybe even four commits in the next couple or three weeks uh, for Vanderbilt football and Coach Lee, uh, here in, in the uh, the next coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. We've got all that and coming up next here on the Door Report, powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors. Let's ride.
0: At Vanderbilt, it's Tim Corbin in the Vandy Boys, Jerry Stackhouse on the hardwood, and Clark Lee on the gridiron. Nashville, it's time to sit back, relax, grab a coat, and enjoy the the show. The music city is our state, and West End is where we rock. You're listening to The Door Report, the premier Vanderbilt podcast for fans who believe black and gold. Commodore Nation. Anchor, down! no strings till the Hank comes out Make all the drunk girls scream and shout We love it, we hate it We're all just trying to make it In this crazy town
1: Welcome into the Door Report, it is Episode 166. It is June 23rd, 2022. We are powered by Alaco Finewood Floors. They are a family-owned and operated company for more than two decades. Alaco Finewood Floors is Nashville and Middle Tennessee's choice for premium quality hardwood floors. Since 1995, Jimmy Alaco and his army of employees have embodied the approach of taking pride in one's craft and providing superior customer service, growing from a one-man shop, to a team of 23 professionals who share the founder's passion for quality craftsmanship and customer satisfaction. If you're interested in contacting them, you can find their headquarters at 2505 Winford Avenue in Berry Hill, just a short drive away from the beautiful new Geotas park, uh, the new home of Nashville SC or you can also call them at 615-356-0303 or log on to alakofinewoodfloors.com. Alaco finewood Floors serving Middle Tennessee's hardwood flooring needs since 1995. All right, Well, we're uh, we're back after another little week break there. Uh, th- there was there was so much to talk about last week. We just couldn't we, we couldn't fit in a, an episode. <laughs> we were so busy, uh, so much going on. Billy, before
2: in, you get in, going, I, I am small on the stream i am just a small window in the corner i don't like
1: really? it is oh, this permanent will, let me let me have switch i been demoted that. this what is have I not done? permanent how can oh. i do that and now we have a new background dude
2: i like it let's get uh let's get groovy man
1: <laughs> i need to change will not prepared for this episode wow no, what, okay okay a
2: week off come on
1: okay we should going. be good now Will. there we go there okay we go. I th- thanks for no. telling me that will i i, I was brutally unprepared for this episode not not uh, putting no
2: you're also doing it outdoors which is An- you know, another that's how you can of... tell that this podcast is floating in money is that i want <laughs> our main our main host here is doing the podcast outdoors.
1: no studio i mean will we uh, hey. next episode your new He'll studio get in a pod
2: anywhere all right you, you, you got that gritty. you got that
1: new studio for you got that got that <laughs> dog in them you got. you got the analytics approach coming at it from, uh, from every angle here in TDR. But, Will, we, we've got an interesting episode here. We, we've, got, uh, we've got a series beginning uh, right now, tonight, and it's, it's our top five series, top five random categories in, in Vanderbilt athletics. And, and tonight we start uh, top five Vanderbilt alums slash former Commodores. Some of these guys that we choose might have graduated from Vanderbilt. Some of them may have not. Um, of course, most of them if not all of them will be athletes what? hopefully all of them will be athletes um but former commodores so top 5 former commodores well and 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 that that's that's where we're going with tonight you got a confused look on your face though you just
2: said that may not have graduated from vanderbilt Are you talking about
1: maybe it's a little sneak peek who i knows? don't understand what that I mean, means
2: I, okay okay I mean, okay let's let us
1: Darius garland didn't graduate from vanderbilt maybe one of us oh has. okay
2: okay i got gotcha, you got gotcha, you got gotcha. you former commodores not necessarily Degree yeah, holders, on. not grad. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay.
1: Yeah, that that's an alarm. Right. Brain, there, my
2: brain is working at like seventy percent when you when you get me on a Thursday night. I've been working all week,
1: so the late night, late night TDRs <sighs> hit a little bit different for Will. But uh, so Will, it's not only the top five though. We've got Scottie Pippen Jr. Whether or not he'll be drafted or not, who knows? Uh, but it's going on tonight. What pick are they at currently? Will, do you know? Have you have you been watching no that? I have no clue either. Not,
2: I'm not, not, not looking a, at anything NBA after the NBA finals I experienced. So I'm just that's, blocking that's it brutal. out outside of looking up updates on Scotty Pippen jr's status and, and where he may go. I'm just blocking it all out. Other than
1: Blo- that, block, blocking it all out, blocking it out loud. I, I, that's how you got to do it. Will I like it, but, uh, well, let, let's uh, let's get to our break here. Uh, again, we are sponsored by Locko Finewood Floors. Before we get to the breaking news slash top five and everything else we're getting into, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at door underscore report and Instagram door dot report. Like us on Facebook. Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our podcast is available on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And while you're at it, give our podcast five stars and a review on iTunes.
0: no matter what style you're going for you can trust your flooring job to alaco fine wood floors take a walk through the woods in your home every day get your flooring job started today by calling 615-356-0303 alaco fine wood floors craftsmanship you can stand on
1: all right well let's uh let's start with a little nba draft and the only guy we're talking about here is Scotty Pippen Jr and i i know they're Several guys from the SEC probably going to be drafted tonight. Again, not really keeping up with it much at all tonight other than Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, but, Will, you know, I'm just going to kind of pose the question here. Do we think he's going to get drafted? I said I'm going to stick with my prediction. I'm not going to fold on my prediction that I had. I think it was a couple weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, I'm not saying I haven't doubted it, especially on the day of the draft. It's just the vibes are kind of low right now for uh, for Scottie Pippen <laughs> Jr. I don't know why, but they just feel a little low. With it doesn't feel like there's night. a lot of
2: buzz for whatever. Yeah, reason. It, I don't know why matter. that is. It hasn't that he's done anything poorly. I don't think that we've no. seen he's performed pretty well. It's just there's just no buzz for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, I just think, and, and you know, I don't know if it's a particularly deep talented draft. I'm not, you know, I keep up more with the NFL draft, definitely. But uh, you know, I mean we'll see. We'll see. I still think he's going to get drafted. Uh the second round is tonight, I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Will it's okay. So it might be late. It might be, you know, whether he's the last pick or not, but I'm gonna stick with it. Will are you I can't remember what your prediction was. Did did you originally My pick prediction's been
2: no since he since he no. declared. And uh I d I didn't want to put out too much negativity into the universe because I don't think it was necessarily a bad Decision for him to declare for the draft. I don't think that necessarily coming back would have improved that stock at all. I think either way, he was going to be a two-way contract player, probably bouncing uh, between the G League and uh, and a roster there throughout most of his rookie year, hopefully, and then kind of establishing a spot on the end of the bench and, and able to build out a career from there. I, I just, I hope he does, and I and I hope he's able to be picked in that second round, but. A lot of times it's, it's not necessarily the worst thing with these second round picks because keep in mind, it's a little bit different that in the NBA, the first round picks are guaranteed contracts, second round picks are not. So basically all that you're doing is the team is putting more faith in you and has the right to you and obviously see something in you, but it's not as big of a deal as being a third or a fourth round pick in in the NFL right. draft and I don't want to right. diminish it because you know it is it would be a great thing for him if he would be drafted but it's not like the end of his basketball professional career if he goes undrafted he's he's going to find a place and he's going to be uh, on a G League roster at least you'll know, probably see him Bumped up to the NBA on one of those two-way contracts a, a couple yes. times. Hopefully in his rookie year, if everything goes well.
1: And we've seen that with Vanderbilt players. We've seen it with Luke Cornett. Uh, I think we saw it with John Jenkins for maybe, maybe several years ago. T- Jeffrey Taylor. They've there've been several Cornett's Vanderbilt been players been bouncing
2: up and down for a while. Now. Yeah, I think Cornett's, he was with three. that seems to have found kind of that role in, in there. So hopefully, but he's about to hit that age where he can't do that yeah. after a certain number of years. So the NBA has all sorts of rules that don't necessarily apply when you look at other leagues around uh, around the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the NBA, if you don't find a team and a role on a specific team three, maybe four years into your tenure in the NBA, you're probably not in the best spot. Now, Cornette, like you said, he's, I think, year two, maybe three right now in the NBA. I think it's three. Um, so Cornette has found maybe a role with Boston, but <laughs> maybe not. So we'll see. But uh, with, with Scottie Pippen Jr., Will, I, you know, we've talked about it. I, I think he can have – a successful nba career now what that means i don't really know but i think he could potentially find a role who knows whether he'll be drafted or not i'm sticking with my prediction um i was gonna ask you will you know what puts you want to put some money on this are you that confident that uh no because i i
2: want to be wrong that's the thing so i don't <laughs> like my prediction that's, you don't i, I hope Scott, you don't yeah, want to brag Scottie pippen jr gets drafted and i hope that i have to it's like when i would predict the blowouts and in sports, yes. or predict the bad things. I'm like, I don't want to put money on that side, but I, but I have to give my honest opinion of what I think is going to happen, and that's you want, unfortunately. You don't, yeah.
1: we don't want to be that cruel to to, to other fellow exactly. Vanderbilt uh, Vanderbilt fans. It's a cruel there, but, life, anyway. But uh, so that answers it. I'm still sticking with mine. Again, not super confident with it. Will, Will's going to stick with his uh, on on no to that question. We'll see. We'll see though tonight. It could be super late that Pippin gets drafted. Uh, but that does it for, for Pippin. Let's move on. Will to your football recruiting update here. And there could be, very well could be, within the next couple of weeks, one, or not one, not two, maybe even three Vanderbilt football commits in the next two, maybe three weeks uh, from rumblings we've heard, from you, you know, we've got sources. Of course, not going to reveal any of those. Uh, we, we would never do that. But, uh, well, there's some momentum right now. There is some uh, you know, I don't know that it's obvious. I think a lot of these sources are you know, people that we're close with, we're not going to reveal. But I think with Vanderbilt fans that feel like they're close to the program, they know that there's momentum right now re- recruiting. Now, this is not some sort of college football world shaking recruiting news because no one's really committed yet. But Will, I, I know you've got a little update for us.
2: Yeah, th- there's going to be a lot more news. I would be very, 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 very surprised um, if by the end of this month and the next seven days, by June 30th, if Vanderbilt fans don't have quite a bit to be excited about for the future of Vanderbilt football. So there's a f- couple people that I talked to, one in particular, and every single time that Vanderbilt's about to receive a commit in football, he'll send me, send me a message and let me know that something's coming. Then I'll get details more and more as they come up. And there are a few other people like that and recently and this is why i think you phrased it well is that if you feel like you're a fan that's close to the program so i feel like we're pretty plugged in about as about as plugged in as you can be without being actually inside that locker room or sitting there in a press pass direct with a press pass directly asking questions and we feel the momentum so once we usually start feeling it one direction or another it usually trickles and follows that and that's what happened on the negative side with football when things things in year one seem to be falling apart. And at times, the Stackhouse era in the same way with Bryce Drew. And so it can go the other way. But right now, there could be some momentum building, and I don't want to get excited. I don't want to build hope because that's what always tears me down. But things are looking up. There are some commits with one of those extra stars. Uh, there's a lot Ooh. of three stars right now, high three stars in that class. But there are a couple guys – uh, that may have been that extra official Ford visits Re- I mean they, they've had a lot of people visiting I don't know exactly who the guys are but there's going to be a lot of news out there and a lot of a lot of rumors swirling so there's nothing completely confirmed but I'm I'm feeling good about some of these guys and you can go check out all the rankings on 247 sports.com uh, they've got all those guys that have the that have the warm uh, next to them that Vanderbilt's targeting yes. heavily and you can see the teams they're competing with where they've been Where they've been visiting recently and without giving too much away because I don't want to give too much hope. And you're getting blurrier and blurrier, Billy. I think your connection, your outdoor connection is getting just a little bit worse. Oh, oh, you're back to clear. We're good. We're good. Okay. Here we go.
1: Here we go. I'm back. I'm back. But, uh, well, am I allowed to, uh, name some of these guys? Because these have been circulating. Just everybody Um, that
2: visited over the weekend. Yeah.
1: So, so here's some, some of the guys that visited junior Cheryl, an athlete from Lipscomb Academy, a guy, I think he's a three-star London Humphreys. Um, I might be mistaken on some of these guys, whether or not they visited, or if they simply just have a, um, you know, kind of a warm, uh, the warm level that that you said on twenty four seven. London mm-hmm. Humphreys from CPA, and then Max Carroll, um, a, a, a guy by the name of Max Carroll. So, again, you know, we're not going to yep. go into detail All on the these guys. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. You and there's know, also we're not one go... name,
2: Billy, that I do want to, I want to give, I want to give one name. I did there like you, one. you named off some names. There's another guy that was also visiting. And uh, I think
1: I know his who name you're
2: talking and I about. Mike butcher is by Bi- Job. I think is uh, is that the correct pronunciation I- in there? He, was by, he is by far the highest rated recruit that was on his official visit. And he also has one next to his name. And we talked a lot about Daniel Martin and what that commitment mit- meant to Vanderbilt at that time, where it had other SEC programs kind of look and say, okay, good job, Vanderbilt. Like, you know, good job. That's a guy that we wanted, very talented kid. And he's going to go in there and he's going to do solid things. And you can see that by the offer list. This guy, on the other hand, who's one that visited officially, he's got warm. And that and warm on 24-7, that doesn't mean anything. So there's three other teams that are also warm on the same recruit. And that's Michigan State, Alabama, and Miami. So on 24-7, those are the three Not other teams that are most heavily pursuing this recruit. Number 64 overall player in the country. So keep an eye on him. If that is somebody I'm not, he's, he's got a lot of decisions to make. It's early in the process and you're competing against the big dogs. So you never know how any, anything is going to shake out. But that is a name that if that domino falls, it's going to go from other SEC teams going, okay, Vanderbilt, good job, Daniel Martin, a few other guys, Marcus Bradley before that. This would be a recruit that they would say, "Okay, stop. This is not." This would pause the music, and this would kind of change the perception of this class and where Clark Lee is headed. And once good player or great players like that commit, great and other gr- good and other great players tend to follow those guys. So that's the momentum we're referring to. Is that first domino? Once that falls, what that leads to, and you felt that early with some of these higher three stars, Ethan Chris from Mount Juliet, we named, and then they've had a kind of a A flurry. I think it might be a good word of commits here recently with some guys that uh, we won't get into too much because we want to get into this top five here. I'm I'm itching to get into it, Billy, but I'm also excited about the recruiting news that we may have a little something to fill this midsummer lull.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's some momentum. There's there's a little bit of momentum right now for, for Vanderbilt football recruiting. Of course, they have not stepped uh, foot on the field yet for this season, and that's what really matters. But uh, right now it's recruiting talking season right now, and so that that's kind of what we're able to talk about right now. And so we'll keep an eye on those guys, and I feel like every time we talk about recruiting, it's just a big sneak peek for uh, for listeners. We never actually – I mean, we get some substantial information, but it's a little bit of a sneak peek right now, and uh, we'll just have to keep our – really uh, recruiting. Our, Giving away field.
2: giving away sources, I think both me and you are like we don't yes. want to spoil the the decision for the recruit. Like I think it's right, more than right. anything, yeah. it's like I want whoever it is, I want them to announce it. Like right. whoever broke the Darius Garland news, yeah, I like, was just about ESPN to say reporter. That. I, I think it was like, Paul
1: Biancardi. Yeah, like, absolutely.
2: It, it, like that was midday. The, that, that guy was mid-day. sucks.
1: That, that was midday ruined. on a school day I remember being on campus like in school I was in a class and one of my buddies said hey we got Darius Garland Vanderbilt got Darius Garland that was like and it came out from Paul Biancardi and so I mean you know we're not going to be we're not going to be Paul Biancardi here on, on he had the this North whole Board.
2: thing planned he had the Vanderbilt shirt he was going to take off his family around they grew up Vanderbilt going to the stuff and his whole school was there and it was going to be awesome and he Turns out, out everybody already to, to get already some clicks knew on ESPN he because he decided to break the story three hours early. So that's the definite. That Congrats. guy sucks. Congrats, so if man. If, if, yeah. if he hears this, there we go. He sucks. You're I not won't say that any guy. Other words I want to say.
1: Just don't be that guy. Any uh, <laughs> any anybody out there. But will uh, we are we are going to now move on to the first top five category of the dog days of summer and uh, this is the top five former commodores that's the official title i think i'm giving it i i was thinking about vanderbilt alums but again we we got into the details of whether or not some of our top five may not have actually graduated but most of uh, them hopefully did and uh well we're gonna go lowest to highest so we're gonna start with number five for each of us of course of course top five Former, con. we're going we're gonna to be very secretive here. Top five. Um, we'll, you start. You start. I'll, we'll, we'll go with you and then me for each of these. And uh, maybe we can switch it up. But uh, we'll start with number five, and uh, we'll lead the charge here.
2: So I want to, before I say number five, give who I wanted to put in number five. Uh, but then I had to kind of give a caveat and lead off to something that's been just a little bit undercovered. Uh, that I wanted to sneak in here with the top five without putting it as a headline. So I wanted to put Shane Foster, of course. But what I am considering this whole, and I think we just lost Billy there, so I'm not really sure. I may have to log off here. All right. Will, Will,
1: you're you're still on. on. There we
2: go. I just
1: maximized your screen.
2: Okay, I was very confused. Okay, (laughs) but... (laughs) Where was I going with that? Okay, Shane Foster is who I wanted to put here. But what we are doing is the most impactful, I think, Commodores. I don't think it's just necessarily who had the best career, who is our favorite Vanderbilt players ever. So I think we're trying to get who changed the perception and landscape of Vanderbilt athletics. So all that build up to say number five may shock you here, Billy. It's going to be Brant Snedeker. So that is going to be my number five. It's not going to be one of the three main food groups. Uh, one of the baseball, <laughs> basketball, or football players, but it's going to be golf. Uh, and Vanderbilt men's golf in particular with Brant Snedeker at one point ranked the number three player uh, in the world there on the PGA Tour. But what it is going to more lead to is he's he's a name in Vanderbilt golf. And, and the whole point of this list that I've made is who do you point to when people ask, well, what has Vanderbilt ever done at the next level? And that is how you are going to draw in attention in the modern landscape of college athletics. It's different. It's not as localized anymore. Right now is a time for Vanderbilt to capitalize on this. And I'm not saying that men's golf is the perfect example, because obviously that's a completely different world. Snedeker played and I believe graduated in 2003. So that didn't directly lead to this. But Vanderbilt recently has had quite a bit of success in men's golf. Uh, They had the individual title won there by Gordon Sargent uh, this most recent year, and they've also won the SEC men's golf titles uh, in 2016 and 2017, 2020 and 2021, and 2021-2022. So three SEC men's golf championships recently. So what I am saying is, so that's a good example what I'm trying to get at for the rest of my list, because I think we may differentiate here on, on how we have it defined, but the rest of my list is going to be who has made the broadest impact and changed the perception of Vanderbilt, not just while they were there, but also continuing throughout and kind of creating this brand that continues to carry forward. So number five, Brant Snedeker.
1: That's a great one. That's a that's a great one. Will, if Snedeker's number five, I I, I can't wait to see one through four there. <laughs> that, that's a hell of a start for number five. Um, for me, number five, I went back to... The 1950s, Will, and in my list, I, uh, oh, we might have lost you, Will. Oh, there you are. There you are. Uh, Will, I'm going back to the 1950s, and, I, and with my list, I wanted to make sure that I paid respect to, maybe not, I can't pay pay respect to every generation, but I wanted to make sure that the older, very older generation of Annabelle fans who remember a guy by the name of Bill Wade. And Bill Wade uh, was a 1951 All-American quarterback at Vanderbilt. He was once on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, He was the number one overall pick in the 1952 NFL draft. Uh, He played for the Rams and the Bears. Uh, He still actually ranks number eight among Vandy's uh, career passing leaders. So, of course, maybe not the most impressive thing, but still, I mean, played in the 1950s. He's still a top 10 career passer at Vanderbilt. He led the Chicago Bears to a world title back in 1963. And here's an interesting tidbit here. He once threw five touchdown passes in in a game in 1950 against Auburn. And that set the school record at the time. But later, Jay Cutler actually tied that record. So him and Jay Cutler are are the only two Vanderbilt quarterbacks to throw five touchdowns in one game. And well, I, I chose Bill Wade here for number five, because Every time I I talk to the kind of the older generation of Vanderbilt fans, whether it's you know my grandfather, or anyone who associates or has associated with Vanderbilt athletics, who has been a fan who grew up in Nashville, uh, you know particularly West End area, West Mead, Bell Mead, close to the stadium and close to the campus, they they talk about Bill Wade and they bring up Bill Wade. Now I don't know, I didn't know much about him. I've heard things about him, of course. I've never known much about him, um, but he's the one name that kind of the older generation of Vanderbilt fans, they, they always bring up a Wade. So I wanted to kind of start with kind of a connection to the older generation of Vanderbilt fans. And hopefully, you know, th- this, this guy, Bill Wade, um, you know, does that here for those people at number five. Uh, he passed away at age 85 in 2016. And um, so he, you know, obviously that, that, dates, that dates us, Will. Uh, 1951 uh, All-American. He was actually the president of his freshman class at Vanderbilt. So he, he, uh, he, he dominated the books as well too. So, uh, I'm going to start with Bill Wade there at, uh, at number five. We'll throw it back a little bit.
2: Yeah. Well, stole my thunder a little bit there. So, uh, number four for me is going to be Bill Wade as well. No um, way. Even though, even though no you had way. him at number five, he's oh. my number four. Uh, yeah. And also, I don't know if you threw it in there because I was uh, chatting you to put up a second title uh, underneath that says uh, who we're putting on our list and maybe keep oh, like gotcha. the running tally there underneath I, saying I, I can, like number five right now where we're at. Yeah. And you I'll, have I'll do that. your list and my list. Yeah. We'll see if we, we'll see if our tech crew can get on that, get our producers on it real quick. But yeah, Bill you. Wade, I think you said obviously I'm pointing to the one thing that Vanderbilt, he's the reason that they have a number one overall pick in football and are not on another one of those lists. I mean, that is like the only SEC school that doesn't. And that would be. So thank you, Bill Wade, for that. Rest in peace. Uh, You mentioned he passed away recently. And a little stat I didn't know researching for this was, and I don't know if he said it, is that he actually delayed the start to his NFL career. He was drafted in 1952. His career was delayed due to military service and didn't begin playing until the 1954 season. So that was a pretty interesting little stat. Or a little a little tidbit that I read, but other than that, you hit on about everything, connecting to the past, why Vanderbilt stayed relevant, and it's still a stat that you reference and brings that program at least a little bit towards being an SEC program when being compared to other SEC programs.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, Will, I want to mention this real quick before I get to my number four. I mean, not only is he considered one of the best athletes in Vanderbilt history, he's considered one of the best athletes in Nashville history. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I didn't find the high school he went to or, you know, where exactly he grew up, but he did grow up in Nashville. Um, and so, I mean, he's a Nashville legend, so not just Vanderbilt. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting uh, tidbit there. But, Will, number four for me, as I get it typed, typed up here, is Will Purdue. And uh, of course, we all know Will Purdue, four-time NBA champion. Uh, of course, played with Michael Jordan, and that in and of itself, Will was was pretty important for me because, I mean, Will Purdue, you could argue, is the first guy, the first former, you know, Vanderbilt basketball player or even athlete to. Play with that caliber of a professional athlete. I mean, he played alongside Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, and won three NBA titles with all the all those guys. So, uh, for me, I put Will Purdue at number four. Uh, of course, first round draft pick by the Bulls in 1988. Spent most of his career uh, with the Bulls, and so you know, I mean, you look at a guy like Will Purdue, Will, and you say to yourself, "Is is?" <laughs> Oh man, this uh the chat's going crazy. I don't know who keeps uh who keeps texting our chat, but uh it's going nuts right now. Um but yeah, so Will Purdue is, is there for me as well as begging me was, to change change these. Yeah, I was giving my go.
2: opinion saying I wanted you to put your name next to your choice. All right. All right, here we I go. I did not want to be as, as much as it's I not easy, It's through, not easy. It's not easy being I the producer,
1: put, Will. It's not easy. yeah
2: I know we need to get somebody once we can finally uh, pay somebody to do it maybe one day but uh, get you a, first we can get you a home to get you indoors for when you record as you're living on <laughs> the streets right now once we do that we'll get a producer for the show
1: yeah I mean we can't even get me in a studio yet so we, we got to wait on the producer role but uh, we'll we'll purdue. Uh, not Will Byram, Will Perdue, the uh, 1988 SEC Player of the Year. He was also a third-team All-American in 1988. Uh, He holds the school record in blocks with 157, um, and he spent 13 seasons in the NBA, of course, a four-time NBA champ, uh, three titles with Michael Jordan. And so, you know, I I was kind of searching, and, Will, throughout my list, I wanted to make sure I hit all three major sports. I wanted to make sure I hit baseball, football, and basketball at least, if nothing else. I wanted to make sure I hit one of those each, because, I mean, you look, you look at baseball, of course, they've got several guys you could choose from. Football, a little bit smaller pool. Basketball, you've got, you know, a pretty good-sized pool for, for, you know, not, not not professionally, but guys who, who, who you know, produced a, a great amount at Vanderbilt. So, See, me, that's we'll, why we'll, I
2: think I said that we would have disagreements on this list, because I think that's why I was like, maybe we should have defined it a little more. Because I was going to say I, I the think, actual, you, we, we, I won't spoil anything. We'll continue it to go. Yeah. And then I, I've almost,
1: yet. I have, I've come so close to spoiling some of my selections <laughs> here. So, um, but yeah, I, I meant to preface this with this is our, this is essentially our own interpretation of the top five the top former five Commodores.
2: Players. Whatever that means. Top, we, whatever yeah, that means. I mean,
1: means. that that's kind of the beauty of it. You, you get to, there's no rules here. You get to kind of, it's a wild west of of top fives. But uh, yeah, I mean, not much else to say about Will Perdue. Um, you know, he's one of the guys, if not the guy, um, as, as a Vanderbilt, you know, fan, you look at, you say, yeah, Will Purdue, he's he's up there. I mean, you know, for me, I would say, of course, I never watched him at Vanderbilt, I've seen the highlights, but I mean, I would say he, he's number one for me, uh former Vanderbilt basketball players, just because of, I mean, he's a four-time NBA champ. Not only did he have a great career at Vanderbilt, so he kind of, kind of combines those both of those two things unlike you know many other players on our exactly. list exactly and that's I mean, why
2: I couldn't include guys that I said at the beginning uh, honorable mentions and Earl Bennett and, I, yeah. and Shane Foster because they never had careers at the next level so the, regardless yeah. of those being my favorite Commodores of all time they're not on the list because it didn't they, they weren't the overall top five, but does that yeah. go to number three, Billy? Are we ready to go to I number I think it three?
1: takes us to number three. I think it takes us to number three. Well, let's hear it.
2: It's a name that I think both of us will have on the list. Eh, I don't know. We'll see. Is uh, Jay Cutler will be number three on my list. So it, I was toying with the idea of putting him as number one just because of the name recognition and, and just because of how famous he is. And in, there's been really nobody even close to him in name recognition that Vanderbilt has had in the history of the football program, he is literally the only name that a casual NFL fan will know that is associated with Vanderbilt. Like, it on that Positively level, he's been negatively. retired, he hasn't even been in the league since he was on the Dolphins roster in 2017. And people still know Jay Keller's name because he's bigger than just being football. He does media stuff. He's everywhere. And for better or for worse, he's associated with Vanderbilt and smoking Jay Cutler. I was literally that for mm. Halloween and I got stopped by like for one night and I got stopped by like 10 people. <laughs> All of them were male. Every one of them was male, but
1: Middle 10 people males. were like
2: that costume is like, whoa, like you know, everybody's like <laughs> knew what exactly it was. Just having a cigarettes in awesome. my ears, and I'm wearing a Jay Cutler jersey. <laughs> but I mean, he was great at Vanderbilt. I think he would be remembered a lot more fondly if he didn't have an RBF. And that's a that's a, an abbreviation for something. Yep. If you don't know what it is, you can look it up. Uh, he constantly <laughs> looks like he's smoking a cigarette. And the other thing that I think he would be remembered a lot more fondly, not just because of you know the questions about if he cared and how he looks, but the year that he hit the slant pass to Earl Bennett to beat Tennessee in Neyland Ooh. Stadium in 2005. They were five and six that season. That was they played 11 games and basically they would have gone to a bowl game that year. It would have broken that streak, and he would be remembered as this complete legendary revolution-like player, but that didn't happen until 08 with the Music City Bowl, and you had Larry Smith kneeling it out, and that was Mm -hmm. awesome too. But Jay Cutler would be like written down in the history books in the minds of Commodore fans a lot more if that 2005 season, they went 6-6, and and that allowed you to be eligible for bowl games at 500 versus having to have that winning record. So that's what I always point to because he's number three, just because he is literally kind of in the same way that Bill Wade does that with the number one overall pick right now. He is the only thing holding Vanderbilt football in any sort of relevance in true big name recognition. Now, if you're a real NFL fan, Casey Hayward, obviously that's a name that has been a very, very, very good professional player at that cornerback position, but that's not the same name recognition as a quarterback Picked in the top one. He was the number 11 overall pick. I could be mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yep. He was number 11. In that loaded draft, he would have been in normal years the number one overall pick in that draft right there. Cause that was Matt liner, Vince young, Reggie Bush. So that was that year uh, with that insane top three and Jay Cutler ended up being better than all of them, which is funny. Uh, he, he ended up actually having a longer and better career. Yeah, that's kind of funny. Uh, drafted by the Broncos, went on to the bears and then one year in, in Miami, but we won't get into the professional career, but that's Jay Cutler. Number three.
1: That's Jay Cutler. Number three. Well, not, not a bad selection at all. And uh, well, we've got to keep rolling here. I'm going to, I'm going to keep rolling with my number three. And I went I went with baseball here. I, I had to give some respect to baseball because you've got a few decent players uh, that have come out, out of uh, Tim Corbin's program. Uh, not really anyone before that. Because Vanderbilt baseball was an afterthought. And number three for me is David Price. And, you know, I chose David because, of course, you know, you, w- with a baseball guy, he's the guy I think of. And, you know, I think most people think of maybe the younger generation right now, at least you know, maybe the age 10 through 15 thinks more of Dansby Swanson. And I was very, I was hesitant. I almost put Dansby instead of David Price, but I put David Price because he was the first original pioneer of Vanderbilt baseball. I mean, you could argue without David Price and what he did and went on to do in the professional level, Vanderbilt baseball, isn't, you know, what it is today, everything it is today, maybe. I mean, because, you know, you have to, it always starts with, you know, that one, that first player that you can go back to, you know, maybe 0405 with Casey Weathers and, and Jensen Lewis and some of those other guys. David Price was first overall pick, um, you know, by, by the, by the Rays. And in, in I think it was 2008, I think, um, maybe 2007. I should have gotten that right. But um, I mean, Will he put Vanderbilt baseball on the map. I mean, he, he was the original Pioneer World Champ. Of course, uh, he won the Cy Young uh, back in 2012. He's a five-time MLB All-Star. So, again, I could have gone younger here. I was thinking Dansby Swanson. I was thinking about a way to squeeze Dansby Swanson into this list. But I ended up going with David Price. And, and a funny story, uh, Will, I know you've heard this one before, but you know maybe some outsiders, other Vandy fans who may, have, may not have heard it. This is the best story out of all these guys, by the way. He almost quit baseball. Altogether, he almost quit the sport of baseball to work at McDonald's. I think this was maybe midway through his freshman year. He he didn't like uh, the atmosphere. He didn't like, you know, he just didn't like it. He he kind of fell out of love with baseball, uh, you know, at that time. And Tim Corbin obviously met with him and convinced him to stick with it. And I mean, looks like it kind of panned out for David Price a little bit, but that's kind of it. tells you a lot about Corbin, tells you a lot about, you know, his influence on the program, David Price's influence on the program. I mean, y- you all saw the, the renovations that were basically all because of David Price and, and the money that he gave to Vanderbilt. I mean, I mean, there's so many reasons why David Price should be in this top five former Commodores. And um, I mean, his stats, by the way, too: 11 and one his senior year, 2.6 ERA, 194 strikeouts. That's absurd. Those numbers are absurd, and he, in his senior year, he gave up the home run to Michigan in the regional. I mean, he didn't even play. So, throughout you know, throughout the rest of that postseason, so so many reasons why David Price. Uh, too much to say, and so he's not. He's my number three. And uh, by some of your reactions, uh, I know you might not be too happy about this. Well,
2: <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not upset at you, Billy. It's okay. Uh, number two for me is going to be the guy that you said the name of a lot there, which is going to be Dansby Swanson. And that is going oh. to be basically, and I don't know who in the hell you're gonna have at number one and number two. So I'm I'm just itching to see oh, who you have right way, now. Based on way. what you said, I don't feel like we're gonna be on the same page here. But number two is gonna for me is gonna be Dansby Swanson. I mean, he like what you said with David Price, where he's basically he was the first domino really of an athlete at Vanderbilt the under Tim Corbin. That was a name in college, and he was the number one overall draft pick, which gets some clout to your program to begin with. It. Uh-huh. And he, it's a lot of pressure associated with that. He was a name in college. College baseball certainly had eyes on it, but way less than I would even say now, of course. And then he went to the MLB, and he dom- And 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 he dominated. And that's, that's something that Dansby Swanson has done as well. So you've had David Price, like you said, that was that first domino, and then you go to Dansby Swanson, does the same thing. And at first, you know, he's had some struggles. I'm not saying everything with the Braves has been hunky-dory, but he led uh, the MLB in games played, and he's won a World Series. So it started Especially out— Especially this oh, year, too. People will people forget that right at the beginning he was the number one overall draft pick and there's that awesome scene where, he, where Dansby gets the pie smashed on his face or whatever, yeah. a whipped cream or whatever it was. But it wasn't all hunky-dory in the early days at first. He was struggling no. to hit the ball. His average has still not necessarily been out of this world, but he's a shortstop defensive player. And it's just the, the recognition that he brought created what I think the prototype Vandy Boy is. If, if David Price was that first mold, then Dansby Swanson was the 3.0, 4.0 version that had just been molded down and perfected with the perfect brand, hair, smile, playing short, and then drafted number one overall. He has the scene that goes viral, and that elevated Vanderbilt baseball from being a big brand to being literally in the interaction level. Of, SEC, uh, of power five football programs. I mean, they're up there in the level of interaction that they receive on their social media accounts with high level college football programs in the power five and well above a lot of power five programs in brand recognition and everything with that, which is why the rest of the athletic programs are trying to surround themselves and do the same thing and follow that same path, which is send good representatives of your university to the professional level however you need to do that, whatever you need to do, good representatives, they carry your brand to the professional level, and that's advertising that and, and recruiting that just can't be done otherwise. That is recruiting that speaks for itself, and coaches have to do nothing, and it's just automatic brand recognition and desirability of your program. Dansby Swanson was the torch that carried that on from David Price. So I kind of liked what you did there, led right into my number two.
1: Yeah, that was perfect. I, I thought – you know, yeah, I didn't think you were happy about that. I thought you were going to go with Price again. I thought I stole another one of your guys, but uh, well, let's move on to to my number two, and uh, <laughs> this is the surprise of of the top five, Will. And uh, as I get it typed up here, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be surprised by this. My number two is Skip Bayless. This is hear what This is what I. This is what I was
2: afraid out. you were gonna do, Billy. Because <laughs> I almost did the same thing, and I didn't because I was like, "Billy, Billy's gonna do this before I do." Here we go.
1: Hear me out, Will. I, I you know, we we said former Commodores. I know Commodores has. I knew you were gonna pull that, so I said it at the beginning because you but... said
2: it so weird. You said it in such a weird way at the beginning. I was like, "He's gonna pull some shit."
1: But right, you know, I, 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 I at the at the end of that, I said Vanderbilt alums. I snuck in alums in, in there, and so this qualifies Skip Bayless. This is partly a joke. I wanted to wanted to throw this in there. I think you. No, I want you to might. argue it. I want I you to mean,
2: argue it from a real perspective. Don't. All right, no I, mean, okay, I, I know you mean it because I almost did it, and there's a good no, argument I mean, to be I, made. So. I just want to play devil's advocate and make fun of you. That's it.
1: Again, if I, if this is a legit top five athlete only, of course, skip Bayless is not in this, but at the same time, what skip Bayless has done on Twitter single-handedly for, for Vanderbilt athletics has made an impact. Now, whether it's positive or negative, I don't care. Most of the quote tweets and replies are, are is everybody clowning him, you know, for for graduating for Vanderbilt, talking about Vanderbilt. But for example, when Vanderbilt won the national title for a second time in baseball in 2019, there's already all this publicity after this win on Twitter, SportsCenter, ESPN, SEC Network, everybody, you, me, everybody's tweeting. Oh, and then you scroll down, you see Skip Bayless, and and you see him. Most people watch ESPN, they see him every morning, and you see, you know, some snarky tweet from Skip Bayless, usually about three, four, maybe five sentences long. And, you know, for most people, they kind of laugh at it. But I think there are some outsiders that kind of look at that and say, okay, that that helps a lot. I just really liked that. I didn't want to kill
2: your momentum. I just like to, you're like, Vandy won that second national championship sports center esp and me you i mean you know all the important people are out there no. tweeting so you have you know scott van pell you know and then uh and then will will byram and billy derrick yeah. so right on that, and then skip bayless you got everybody that you need stacked up on your twitter that's timeline if it doesn't look like that need, then what will. are
1: you doing i mean if you got will Byron tweeting about you and, and billy derrick that's uh something special but that's a lot well of course on. he's He's not an athlete. Um, He has put up some great performances on Twitter uh, over the years, and I would love to see his first tweet. Um, I don't know when it was. It was probably – I don't know if he had a Twitter after Van won in 2014, but I know – A lot of the momentum started after baseball won the the 2019 title. And, of course, you know, he's tweeted about Cutler. He's tweeted about, uh, you know, Vanderbilt football when they win a bowl game or maybe after the Tennessee win. Golf, of course. Uh, Basketball with Garland being drafted. Neesmith, of course. So there's been all these moments, uh, you know, where Skip Bayless kind of brings Vanderbilt to the light, to his ESPN platform. I don't know how many followers he has on Twitter, but it's a decent amount. And so you get that many people seeing that tweet um that's it's it's pretty impactful and so again whether it's positive or negative um attention towards vanderbilt probably mostly negative and probably a lot of jokes but at the same time we talk about it a lot well i think negative media is is me is still media i mean it's still like that it, i mean negative press is 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 good press i i'm a firm believer no such in thing that. as so, bad press no i mean especially with with vanderbilt athletics and so you know he hasn't had a whole lot to tweet about recently. But boy, the tweets he has put out there, um, you know, have been have been pretty, pretty funny most of the time. But it's honestly just like for Vanderbilt fans, I think a big kind of a little, maybe not big, but a little stamp of approval, you know, from uh, from a guy that, you know, we may not be the biggest fans of. I'm not saying I watch Skip Bayless every day, but I mean, he went head to toe with uh, with Stephen A. Smith for a while there on ESPN. So Skip Bayless, number two, I knew. I knew you would you would get get some laughs out of that. I, I thought deep down you might do this as well. Uh, but again, it's our own interpretation. And uh, I, I go with Skip Bayless number two. That's it.
2: It crossed my mind. I wanted to do it. I, and I'm I really glad would've. you brought it up. Because before I do my number one and reveal my number one, that gets to uh, go to the only tangent that I wanted to go into, which is not a very long one. But it's why I would have put Skip Bayless on this list. And it's exactly what you said is, yes, a lot of the things that he tweets out, he's an he's, he's an older guy. I don't know how old Skip Bayless is, but he's, you know, he's know. up there. He's got to be at least early 70, early, and I, if he's 70, let me look that up really good quickly. So he is, yeah, he's 70 years old. So I was pretty close. Oh <sighs> yeah. He's wow. 70. So he's on Twitter. He's 70, but it's exactly, yeah, it's not the best all the time because he does get clowned. But if every single Vanderbilt graduate that went on to do things at the professional level, whether it's in athletics or in media, claimed Vanderbilt and the brand associated with it in the same way that Skip Bayless does, with the same level of my Vanderbilt Commodores and even emphasizes that all the time. Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't care that people are going to make fun of him for saying it. He doesn't care. And it's the same thing that I say that we've had issues with Vanderbilt's athletic administration and whatever with, you know, being a little bit passionate and a little bit different things. And I, I think I more have had issues with them. I think you've been pretty squeaky clean, but I've had issues with Vanderbilt's athletic department and their communications departments. But, um, I think if push came to shove, if Vanderbilt had to choose, they would choose to have 40,000 me's over what they have now. If they really, like, really, if every Vanderbilt fan acted how I did, we wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> where Vanderbilt Athletics is is where it is. If Vanderbilt fans weren't so apathetic, and if Vanderbilt fans got a little had a few too many beers and threw their polo onto the field um, <laughs> when they lose to an FCS program, then I, I don't think that Vanderbilt would have lost to that FCS program because the amount of apathy that has been brought and the amount of shame, like you're uh, closeted, of being mm-hmm. a Vanderbilt fan, it's like, I just do it. And it, I find it fun that people make fun of me for it because then I just get to be like, oh, well... That's crazy, Tennessee Vol fan, because uh, you know I, I know what a national championship feels like. Ha, 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 ha. So that's always a good little comeback for Vanderbilt fans out there, especially since uh, Tennessee fans are now baseball fans. So now they can't say that doesn't count. So you have a lot, a lot more ammo. That's the thing that I don't think Vanderbilt ammo, fans really— when Tennessee fans started talking shit and and started getting into it with Vanderbilt fans, and they had one good year where they were definitely better this past season and they still didn't make it to Omaha, but they were definitely better than Vanderbilt. What they did is they just filled Vanderbilt fans gun with bullets. They just filled the chamber. They loaded up the revolver and you have so many shots you can shoot now because every time you brought up baseball before Tennessee fans say, nobody cares about that. We don't care about that. Now you do. Thank you, Tony Vitello thank you. I now can win every single argument with Tennessee fans. It was tougher before. They're they're not the brightest bunch, but it was tougher to win the argument before. Now it's just a piece of cake. So that'll lead me to my number one here, Billy. Here we go. Which you stole. And you stole exactly oh. what I was going to say, and that is David Price. And it was exactly I knew you had the him in there. you said. I knew,
1: I knew you had him in there.
2: And so I didn't put a basketball player in my top five. And what? I think that overall, over the years, that has been the best program at Vanderbilt. Like, if you just of the major programs, if you just translate it out, and women's basketball probably up there, but but the basketball, both of those programs combined, probably the best and most consistent, uh, even though baseball has been by far the best recently. But the only reason Vanderbilt is on the map is baseball. Basketball has not been good, and I mean on the map, not making sweet 16s not going to a bowl game, not finishing middle of the pack. 2012, when they won the SEC men's basketball tournament with John Jenkins, Jeffrey Taylor, Brad mm-hmm. Tinsley under Kevin Stallings, that's a moment of relevance. And outside of that, you don't have a single moment of relevance in any major sport in this millennia, in this century. You don't. Since, since what, the 80s, 90s probably, was the last real relevance that you had outside of this baseball program. So David Price really started all of that. He started the, he made someone in the athletic administration realize the brand that could be created. And then he made that brand completely possible with the donation that you mentioned, which is why I chatted you when I chatted you because you stole my whole thing. I wanted to say, which is why I was kind of surprised with the way you said it. You didn't put him at number one because you have, the only national championship winning team sport outside of women's bowling. Uh, and you have that there. And you didn't <laughs> it, the only, it, you didn't put him at number one. You gave all the reasons to make him the number one in your top five because David Price certainly isn't my favorite, or I wouldn't even say the most well-known. But a lot of what he did created the landscape and built the path for Walker Bueller and built the path for Kumar Rocker and Jack Lighter and all the guys that you've seen come through that program so David Price number one and I and I dare anybody to argue that one with me because that's why I had to put him at number one because the stats are inarguable Cy Young comeback player of the year world series the only thing he didn't have was tremendous postseason success while he was in college and that's the only reason I teetered between him and Dansby Swanson We'll see how the rest of Dansby Swanson's career plays out. Dansby could jump over him, but he's he's still early in his career. He has the championship, but he hasn't had the dominance at the individual success level that David Price David Price has had, or the longevity on multiple teams. And especially if Dansby is able to stay with the Braves and be like a career player in a relatively mm-hmm. local area, he's going to be. He's going to be chipper. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be that that level of fandom surrounding him because he's been around this area. So Dansby has a chance to jump up to number one. But right now, David Price uh, is still sitting there as the number one overall pick in the 2007 MLB draft.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on Dansby, though, Will. Um, You know, I think he's kind of number six for me right now, no six or seven, because I think, you know, he could really creep up like next five, six years back into our top five. We need to do this every summer and just re-update it. Um, You know, who knows how it's going to, how much it's going to change. But, Will, for me, number one, number one, I thought of, okay, you hear this name, what, you know, that, that kind of associates the outsiders the most with Vanderbilt. You know, you hear that name, you instantly know, oh, I remember when he played at Vanderbilt. And for me, I thought of the sport of football, and that brought me to Jay Cutler. And so I put Cutler at number one because for me, Will, you know, this has been, I think, for a lot of Vandy fans, Cutler brings back so many ways of, you know, the sport of football that Vanderbilt simply doesn't have a whole lot of. The slant pass to from Cutler to Bennett. I mean, that's like lives in the in the dreams of, of Vanderbilt fans. I mean, it's it's iconic video that that every time you watch, it feels like like for Vanderbilt people. I mean, a tear will will come out. I mean that that's how that's kind of how deep rooted Jay Cutler is. I think for most Vanderbilt fans, especially for me. I mean, as a kid, I, I can I vaguely remember that 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 2005 win, but I mean, for my dad and I, it was it was Cutler and Bennett. I mean that's who we talked about going to the game. There's Jay. There's Jay Cutler over there. there, there there's Bennett. There's number ten, and so it, it just kind of brings back the, those football Saturday memories of 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 there's Cutler. You know, even though he didn't make a bowl game, you know he had such a such an impactful career. I think he realized it after he was at Vanderbilt. Now at Vanderbilt, of course, it was very special, but you know he takes that into the NFL. Now you know he didn't he didn't dominate the NFL the way David Price did. But in a sport like football, where you know football is football's king in America, I mean, you know, let's face it, baseball is America's pastime, but football is, is the king sport. And so I thought of football, thought of Jay Cutler. I mean, he Cutler brought more notoriety to Vanderbilt athletics, not just football, than I think a lot of outsiders realize, because you know you've got fans of the Bears that started to get associated with a guy like Jay Cutler. You know, maybe not as many Broncos fans, but. I mean, Cutler with the Bears was—he he was on the doorstep of kind of—I'm not going to say taking them to a Super Bowl, but that's the closest he got. Get some crickets Cut- going on in the background there, buddy. <laughs> it's getting late here. It's getting late here in Bellevue. Will we we're, better we're wrap this up? But uh, first team All SEC, 2005 SEC Offensive Player of the Year. You've already talked about him, Will. Um, but just special. I mean, that's what I think of. I, I think of memories. I think of football Saturdays. I think of. You know, Sundays, watching Cutler, whether it's on the Broncos or the Bears, and, and hoping he one day gets that Super Bowl. So uh Jay Cutler, number one for me, mostly because of the sport he played. That, that's, that's why I went with him.
2: Okay, see, I, I'm glad you went with Cutler there because you went into the more detail that I wanted to go into. And I didn't want to do what you did with David Price because I'm a nice guy, Billy, and give all the stats and give all the reasons. Since I didn't have him at number one, I assumed he was going to be after – after there so you know whatever really i'm not i'm not i'm not salty at all but the reason i want to i want to get into one thing with jay color really quickly and he's basically number one on your list for the same reason that david price is number one on my list and that every he changed everything when when you look at the trajectory of the program regardless of what happened while he was there and whatever you know criticisms of him versus david price has just been you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of bad words said about David Price out there in the no. same way, not not no. much, not much, near as much controversy. But 2002, these, this is going to be the win total. I'm just going to go through the years here. 2002, two wins. 2003, two wins. 2004, two wins. 2005, this is the slant past year, five and six. So they had five wins. 06, four. 07, five. 08, seven wins. And then you had a couple down years, Oh nine ten, two 10, two wins. But then... From 2011 through present, excluding the last two seasons, you know, everybody knows what happens. We don't need to get into that. This, for the most part, for as sad as it sounds, has been the best stretch in since the 1950s and 60s for Vanderbilt football. And that's undeniable. Maybe a stretch in the maybe, 80s. Maybe the early But it's 80s, not yeah. the whole decade of the 80s yeah. is the thing. Yeah. There was a four-year stretch, but when you extrapolate it out and say a full decade, of just overall success, this 2011 through 2020, I guess we'll say, we'll include those last crap years, but that eight-year stretch, eight-season stretch, it's sad to say, but Jay Cutler was kind of the precursor to that, that brought in a lot more talent because you had professional name recognition. And on top of him, you also had Chris Williams, who was an offensive tackle that was drafted in the first round as well. Uh, and played with Cutler, and you also had Earl Bennett um, on some of those teams later with him. You had multiple Vanderbilt players in the NFL, Hunter, Hunter Hillenmeier yeah. at the same time, uh, and I believe Fuller. I believe may have been uh, the the name. I don't know. I, I'm going through old old names here. This is like childhood. I'm collecting. I'm collecting football cards right now in my head, trying <laughs> to look through my binder. But it, it's looking back. He changed the trajectory, and I think that's what our top five Commodores are. Are guys, you look back and say, it's not just what they did while they were there. That was great. And they were big names and it was incredible watching them. But it was after as well that they continued to be associated with the brand of Vanderbilt University, whether that was by their own choosing, by the university's choosing or by the media's choosing. They stayed associated with that brand. And you haven't seen that in football really. And I don't even think it was by choice. He just didn't care what people thought. So he wasn't like ashamed of it. That's the thing with Cutler mm-hmm. is he never wreck it's just, just it's just the kind,
1: it's just the kind of guy he is yeah and no, his I personality
2: mean, he, was just like yeah I went to Vanderbilt it was you know like it, it, he no matter like, where yeah, he went. played in the, he yeah. wasn't like yeah I played in the SEC like Jordan Rogers is very particular when he chooses his words as an analyst which is hilarious to listen to it's not that he tries to but you can hear he carefully chooses that when the he SEC. played in the SEC. And when he played against SEC, in those atmospheres
1: and you know
2: the, I, that atmosphere in an SEC stadium or this atmosphere, <laughs> like and I'm like, dude, shut the hell up and just say when I was playing at Vanderbilt, you were on good teams at Vanderbilt, you played with great players at Vanderbilt at that time. Don't say it like that. But that's one thing that colored, you know, he just kind of went on. And then Skip Bayless does the exact opposite, where he's just like <laughs> my Vanderbilt Commodores or. Darius Garland just got drafted and it's like he played six games and he's like he's still play he's still a Commodore for life. My vent, and I'm like, <laughs> great skip, keep it going. So I'm glad and I almost put one in as my uh, like top five here. You're he, but he just didn't go there. That's why I was very particular about Commodores versus alums, is Nate Bargatsy. Is I was oh, going yeah, to yeah, put yeah. as my dog starts barking, is Nate Bargatze is one that I absolutely want to put on my fan. list. So I my dog is barking at something. He never does that. So I'm gonna go make sure that. There's you gotta not make sure he's okay. Well, I don't live yeah, in a great part of Nashville. Let's go find out.
1: <laughs> All right, goodbye, Will. That's uh, <laughs> that does it for uh, for Will Byram here on uh, episode 166. But uh, Will, to kind of go off of uh, of Cutler a little bit there, I mean, you know, it, it, just special memories. Special memories, you know, come back and uh, you know we're going to continue this uh, these categories and you know who knows what we'll do next week as uh, as Will's return to his beautiful new studio in a bad part. Nope. Of- nashville it's the exact uh, but, yeah, same room he's...
2: that i've done every podcast in billy it's the same room <laughs> nothing's changed
1: uh, how's, the, how's, how's the dog doing
2: i don't know what he was barking at dude it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty late. rare yeah oh, no he man. never barks so i'm not sure what he was getting at there's probably somebody wandering down the street like usual
1: <laughs> but uh but, Will, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, for me, I, I agree with the trajectory point. But for me, this top five was more of, like, from the outsider's perspective. Like, thinking about this list from, you know, an SEC fan or a person that lives in, you know, Los Angeles or New York City. You know, when they I thought of it as, like, know,
2: brand something. relevance. Who's helped the brand relevance the most? Uh, and I think yeah. you did, too. Which is kind of yeah. funny that you posed such a broad question and then we approached it and had the same reasoning which is, you know, probably yeah. too but, much. I wanted to find something I hated on your list so bad, but I've, I've my dog, <laughs> he's, he's hitting his head. He's against still the So something's going on, but I want to get one thing before I do have to go here. And I think he probably has to use the bathroom. So I'll probably need to let him out. And I'm completely losing my train of thought here, Billy. So you may want to completely one take We got One last thought. Good God. One last, thought, one yeah, last thought. You remember it? It's been, no, it's been a long day. Yeah, I'll remember, remember it. Okay.
1: All right, let's just end it here. That was episode 166, the uh, first category of the uh, dog days of summer, as uh, Will's dog is currently enjoying the dog days of he summer. He keeps as, hitting uh, the he's, door looking...
2: and <laughs> making me lose my train of thought.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's, a, that's an ending. That's an ending to episode 166 here of the Door Report, powered by Alaco Fine Wood Floors.